Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And welcome inside the football film room alongside veteran scout coach and consultant Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. I'm Scott Seidenberg, and if you're watching us on Twitch or any of our various other properties, which you should be on our Twitch channel at Chris Landry Football, be sure to hit the heart button because you want to follow us on that Twitch channel. Lots of football programming available uh, 20, you know, almost 24 hours a day. But, Chris, we are nonstop football here at Chris Landry Football Twitch channel. And in terms of the sport of college football, it's a sad day. Uh, there's no other way around it, Chris. We're getting the announcement that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are foregoing fall sports. Not the news that we wanted to hear, but frankly, maybe the news we expected to hear. Is it fair to say that? Yeah, I think uh, since this weekend, uh, it was pretty obvious that things were headed this way. Um, It looked like, you know, uh, Saturday there were a lot of rumors. Sunday there were a lot of rumors that kind of backed off of that. I, I think it's pretty obvious how this played out that this new commissioner of the Big Ten had this in mind uh, all along. I think it's a little bit of showmanship in a lot of regards. I think this is for my usual podcast. Is a uh, this is something that uh, I think that um, you know, we're getting a little feedback here, but you know, as as I look at it, I, I think this is something that was in play for some time. There, I think the Pac-12 was kind of tied to the whole thing as well. And what it really does, it puts the the Big 12, the ACC, and the SEC behind the eight ball. Because in essence, what they're doing is saying, well, if they play, then they don't care as much about their players uh, health-wise, which I think is nonsense. And if this is not asinine enough to find out that the Big 10 teams and the Pac-12 teams can continue to practice 20 hours a week in the fall, does that make any sense? That's just really ridiculous. Um, so I think I think this is a little bit of showmanship. I think it's we're going to do it first. And then yet, I think the SEC is going to be the last one because they're the ones whose fan base, more than any fan base, absolutely 100% wants to see the games played. So anything short of last minute, last hour, Scott, is going to be unacceptable for that fan base because they at least want to say – we did everything we could. We waited as long as we could. And it may come down to, you know, listen, at this point, you got three left. People are going to hold on to, well, they can still play. Maybe the SEC and ACC will play and put their two teams in the national champion. The winner of the conference will go play in the championship game. I, I, I think 
today was a blow towards ultimately the decision of the SEC. Even listening to Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC's quotes, we are examining closely the reasons why the Pac-12 mm-hmm. decided to close it down. I think they're just kind of laying the groundwork for a decision that unfortunately is likely going to end the season. And listen, I, I'll settle for any football, anytime, anywhere in college football this year, but it's slowly but surely sippling away, it does appear. So what happens now, because we're hearing a lot of things about the individual schools trying to do what they can to compete. Uh, how, how, do, how do conferences handle that? Like if Nebraska says we want to go to the Big 12 or another school wants to do something completely different, Chris, I mean, this is a decision that is made by the conferences, but obviously each school has the input here, but what's to stop any individual program from doing their own individual type of, whether it's you know, scrimmages or, or organized, you know, joint practices, I don't know. What's to stop each individual school from doing whatever they want this season? Conference bylaws, um, yeah. they, they, they can't do it. I mean, I, I think it's, look, it's pretty clear. that the, the, Inside the Big Ten, the two biggest proponents against the presidents and against the commissioner that was fighting this and saying, we need to play to Nebraska and Iowa. Mm-hmm. Ohio State was – Ohio State's administrators are there, but let's not call it, let's just call it like it is. The Ohio governor, the Michigan governor, the Minnesota governor, really big and politically. And these are the layers of the bureaucracy of college football. Uh, We talk about it a lot here. It, It does not display itself on a regular basis like it normally does, Scott. In this very weird and unusual circumstances, it does. These are political decisions made from the uh, state legislative you know, process, particularly as it relates to state schools. Private schools, a little bit different situation, but it's conference bylaws. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, listen, I'm not a lawyer and I haven't read the bylaws that cover this. I, I'm sure that uh, do I think Nebraska would they like what Scott Frost? Would he like to go ahead and say? I'll go play the the Big 12 teams, the SEC teams, whatever. Sure he would. Can they do that? No, and I don't think they'd be allowed to do that by their by their um, administration. I don't think they can legally. Um, we'll let lawyers figure that out if they yeah. take it down the road. I don't think that's – I don't even think that's an issue. I think that was a frustration comment. I think that was – let me come out and tell you how badly I want to do it. And you saw Scott Frost has this comment. James Franklin has this comment. Um, Jim Harbaugh had his comment, you know, Ryan Day said some things privately, um, you know, Kurt Ferentz didn't, but I'm telling you behind the scenes, he and Gary Barter were yeah. really fighting this. So look, it's, as you said, not shocking because we knew this was one of the possibilities that could happen. Um, it's, uh, to me, I'm having a little bit of a hard time understanding again, how is it safe for you to practice, but not play the games. How is it safe for the? A lot kids of people to, are fighting that, Chris. How does how does it safe for those kids to go on campus? Mm-hmm. But you you're not safe to be around the best medical staffs possible that can sanitize it. I mean, does that make any sense at all? I, look, I completely understood and expected the Mac 
to back out. I expect all the G5 schools to back out. Why? One reason, one reason only. I'm not saying that they're not looking at the medical issues, but a conference like the MAC cannot afford to pay the money that it costs to give the tests, the COVID tests. That the, the the cost will outweigh any money that they're going to make from TV or the gate this year. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it made no sense for them to play financially. It, it, it for the Big Ten, um, and certainly all the other Power Five schools. And I know everybody makes different levels of money. The Big Ten makes a lot of money from their TV deal. They could afford to do it. They obviously have a lot of political factions that are behind shutting this down and i do know they have i think three presidents in the big 10 uh, of the big 10 universities that are actually i don't know if they're if they're by trade epidemiologists but are in that area so Hmm. they're definitely in the medical side and i think they're worried a little bit about liability which that is something we talked about as well. And in the end, I think those are the same concerns. I, I just don't get a strong sense that anybody's going to play now um, and hope I'm wrong. Let me read you the comments from Trevor Lawrence, which he tweeted out uh, yesterday. And I thought made some really interesting points, uh, very poignant tweets here. Quote, people are just as much, if not more risk, if we don't play. Players will all be sent home to their own communities where social distancing is highly unlikely and medical care and expenses will be placed on the families if they were to contract COVID-19. Not to mention the players coming from situations that are not good for them or their future and having to go back to that. Football is a safe haven for so many people. We are more likely to get the virus in everyday life than playing football. Having a season also incentivizes players being safe and taking all of the right precautions to try to avoid contracting COVID because the season and teammate safety is on the line. Without the season, as we've seen already, people will not social distance or wear masks and take the proper precautions. He's absolutely right, Chris. Yeah. You talk about putting players in the safest possible position it is to play a season with the guidelines, with the team's medical staffs, as you mentioned, with players doing their due diligence to stay within their bubbles or whatever they want to do to their protocols to avoid contracting COVID. Whereas now you're sending kids home or they're on their own with no structure there, no structure of the football program. And who knows what's going to happen? I do think the structure uh, and I, I'm a big believer that it, they should have, and I believe the NFL should have done this. I believe they they should have come up with a bubble plan early on. Agreed. Um, I just think that you're in a position to do that and say, this is what we're going to do. But again, no college football leadership, no athletic administration leadership. Everybody's trying to upstage somebody else. Yep. I think if you, you say, look, this is what we're going to do. Okay, we're going to require them. Look, it, it may not be a complete bubble, but um, you put guys, you know, in a housing center. They go to class and, you know, um, I, I mean, did you know, uh, virtually. Uh, and I think you you, you kind of keep them in that. And, and look, well, some of them penetrate. Some of them get out the bubble. Then, then they can't be on the team for 
X amount of, I mean, you just, you can't, you've got to track it. Um, I mean, it, there, it could have been done. It, it, it was not something they wanted to do. Fine. Um, look, I'm not here into the blame game. I'm just saying that <laughs> there are ways that it could have been done and it's not done and it's going to cost a lot of money. It's going to really hurt a lot of people financially. Uh, and it's something that could have been handled. And even if it's not a complete tight bubble, uh, better guidelines, restrictions yeah. could have really kept it intact. There were a lot of schools that had extremely low positive tests. And I think that was a sign. Now, all of those players, Trevor Lawrence said it. I've said a lot of people. So they're going to go back home or they're going to go on campus to class if you're allowed to go on class. And for goodness sakes, you're going to be able to practice. And that's safe. That yeah. doesn't make any sense. It's really asinine. I, I don't get it at all. I really don't. Uh, I, again, I'm on record saying the safest place would be to be within the structure of the football program, Chris. And I think that, you know, maybe the SEC will, will see that and maybe other conferences will see that they made a mistake. But but who knows? As we get a comment from Rye Will, let's get it, Scotty. Thanks for tuning in, Rye Will. Uh, love to have you on board. Thanks, Rye Will. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Chris Landry Football. And, Chris, you and I have talked about this for a while um, when when – thinking about the possibilities of what could happen if the season was pushed back. And that's this idea of spring football. Does spring football work in college football? And I think the answer is no, because we're going to lose out on a lot of players because guys are going to want to get ready for the NFL draft. A guy like Trevor Lawrence, who's going to be the number one overall pick, Chris, there's no reason for him to play in the spring and run the risk of injury when he's going to get drafted in April. So why is he going to play? This also is going to affect recruits who sign early and go to school early to, to be involved in spring practice before the fir their first fall season. Are they going to be granted immediate eligibility? How does that make sense? I, I just I don't know how spring football is a viable option. And the idea that these schools are saying maybe we'll just push back the season or these conferences are saying we're going to push back the season into the spring, to me it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't to me either, and no, it doesn't work in short. Um, the only reason you do that is to say, we're going to try to get some TV money, sell some tickets to recoup some of the money. That is the only reason. It makes no sense. Uh, it will not make sense. Everything you said is true. I'll throw this out. There is no way you can play a spring season. And for the kids that will be returning, the kids that, you're right about the draft and huh? the, uh -huh. the, you play a spring season. They are, it is not going to be healthy for them to turn around and play a fall season that quick. It doesn't work that way. That is idiocy. It's lunacy. It makes no sense. Um, so now I said it before and I'll say it again. Um, if we shut it down, it needs to be shut down until next year and they better get their, you know, what's in gear. To have a plan, because I don't know what this country and this world is going to look like yeah. in January, February, March. I don't know, if, Scott, if it's going to be better or worse or the same in terms of the COVID. But people better get their rear ends in gear because ineffective decisions made by administrators have cost billions of dollars. And it will 
absolutely cripple the sport and it may kill off the sport to a large degree where it's going to take years to recover if they don't do a better job of preparing and we have to go through something similar next year. Now, I don't think it makes spring football sense. That makes any sense at all. Uh, it really doesn't. And the whole, we're going to put it off then, I, you know, I, to me, I almost think that's just placating the, yeah, we'll, 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 mm-hmm. we're not canceling it. We're postponing it. Just go away. Really. I mean, you've just been, you know, yeah. I will say this, that Larry Scott's happy today because he's no longer the biggest buffoon commissioner in college football. Kevin Warren has taken that mantle from him. Uh, we got a comment here coming in from Jeff says, uh, bring Penn state and Ohio state to the SEC and let's play with the big boys. <laughs> well, yeah. Jeffrey, you know, <laughs> let me tell you what James Franklin been in the SEC. Ryan day would love nothing. I'm telling you, they would love to do that. Uh, look, um, they're, they're, I feel bad for the players. They obviously the administrators didn't listen to them. Um, and look, you got to make decisions, tough decisions. Um, and I get the safety. I'm, I'm just respectful of that. No question, but no, I think it's, it's, it's really a tough decision. And I know the football people are devastated in the big 10. Um, and I think the PAC 12 too, I think it's tough for them. And let's not, let's not think that, you know, everything all is just laid back in the PAC. Those football guys are really, really disappointed. And, um, it's, it's, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, look, I'm not shocked, but yet I'm a little bit numb because as much as I thought this day could come, I had hoped it wouldn't. Yeah. Of and, course. I, and I've kind of put myself focused towards the season and look, I mean, there, we're going to, we're going to be here and all of us on this channel will be here talking football. We've got a lot of things to look back on and look ahead to mm-hmm. and look historically at things, but to potentially not have a football season to go to, I don't know. And again, Scott, I don't know your thoughts on it. Just the arrogance of any one conference. Because I, Kevin Warren clearly is trying to make a name for himself. He was the first one out there to say, conference only. <laughs> why the arrogance of why don't you come together as a group of five and say, we right. got to figure this out. Because, again, if the SEC says we're going to go ahead and play, I, I think most SEC fans will say, go ahead, you know, kick their ass. You know, we, we we're going to show you we got the onions to do it. You don't. I mean, but, you know, a lot of people are going to say they don't care about their student athletes. And I don't think that's right. I don't think that's fair. I just think you got a different way to approach this. And I think. If you're going to do the best for your student athletes, I think you need to do the best for all involved. And I think it was a little bit of grandstanding by the Big Ten and Kevin Warren. And I think it was bad leadership. And I don't know. Jim Delaney had a little bit of arrogance to him, too. I'm not going to say he would have done it differently. We'll never know. But Kevin Warren's not off to a good start. Certainly, this is – this uh, this is not going to bode well for him. I don't think it's popular. In fact, I know it's not popular inside that fan base of of, uh, of fans in the Big Ten, and I know it's not popular among um, the people. But I, I don't – again, I think this was forced on him by state legislatures and key ones that put a lot of pressure that said – this is what you're going to do because you're dealing with state funding. You're dealing with a lot of things. That's who the presidents of universities answer to, to their board of regents, 
and the Board of Regents answer to the governor of the state. Yeah. You're in simple on state universities. So this is an interesting question coming in from uh, Dante, who says, does the Rock and the XFL now capitalize on this whole situation and create a legitimate pipeline for kids to go and get ready for the NFL? I don't know. I, I know the Rock has got in and bought it. I don't know what the, you know, can they bought it for a song? Yeah. But just because you got it, do you have the financial infrastructure to keep it going again, we're dealing with a pandemic. So how are they going to make now can get a TV contract? Could they get a TV contract worth more money? Perhaps if they can, maybe this is viable. Then you can pay the players to do it. Um, But I mean, in addition to, can you get a TV contract? That's not, that's a hurdle that needs to be cleared yet Mm -hmm. Two. Can you sell tickets? Well, I mean, you, nobody's selling tickets anyway, not doing it in the NFL. So are we sure that any everybody else is – I mean, so I, them getting started, restarted in a pandemic, it's going to be a challenge. But I, I don't know that that's the case. I think what's going to happen is, at least because I've been on, on, a, on a lot of discussions on this, now it's going to get into reality is – all these players that are that are not going to play, they have to be evaluated as draft prospects based on what they what they have done, with the exposure we have to them to this point. No more because they're not playing. I think the ones that are going to be prospects this next year probably are not going to play. They're not going to risk getting injured. But yeah, if somebody paid them money to play and to prove yeah. their spot, yeah, I think they, there would be some of them that are in more of a prove it mode that would do it. Trevor Lawrence wouldn't. Justin Fields is not, but a lot of them might. I just don't know if that's financially viable for the XFL. If it is, we'll see. I tell you who's going to capitalize, Scott, is the NFL. The NFL is going to put a package. They're going to play some games on Saturday, and we're going to have have Thursday night NFL games. They're going to have a couple of Saturday NFL games. You're going to have the Sunday games. They're going to have the Monday games, and they're going to take advantage of it. Um, They're going to – the networks are starving, Scott. You know that. I mean, mm-hmm. they are dying on the vine now. The the money is, uh, you know, so much is lost by yeah, so many folks. Of well, the evaluation process, you mentioned it. It's going to be a little more challenging because you don't have recent film on these kids to get, you know, your evaluations done to draft them come April. And you're going to have to go off of last season you're going to have to go off of individual workouts. And, and there there might have to be, Chris, maybe an expanded type of regulation that allows teams and, and maybe more. Maybe there's a second combine. Maybe there's, you know, uh, the, the senior bowl becomes something more than it, than it has been in the past. There's got to be a way eventually in the spring, regardless of if there's a spring season or not, because if there's a spring season, like I've said, I don't think these guys are going to play. Um, but if there's not a spring season, then, then there's got to be a way to get some of these guys on the field for to, to be evaluated, because otherwise you're just drafting half blind, right? Well, but, you know, unless you've got a deal, you're dealing with spring football, which, again, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. The process is going to be quote-unquote, ahead of schedule, meaning there's not going to be any 2020 film potentially to study. Mm-hmm. So the college scouts will have all year long to look at film from last year. Yeah. 
what which yeah. some have done. And so, I mean, it'll be done. They'll be ready. Basically, they'll be ready to draft these guys in January. You know, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, it, they'll, you know, now, now <laughs> look, I mean, I, I, I do think that you could see seriously, and I have thought about it. Uh, you could see some groups, creative groups come together and put together more senior bowl types. Now you can't, you can't play in too many games, you, you know, but you can have more players play mm-hmm. in more all-star games. So I could see in January having more than just the senior bowl in the East West may in the, the NFL PA game. I think you could see that or at very least see some sort of different looking combine that is where were more football related practices. Yeah. I think you could see that. I think you could see some organized NFL type practices. That could be, you know, so guys that are going to be eligible for the draft, you don't have games this year, they will put those guys in practices, even if there's not a game, so to speak, but practices. I think that we're going to have to look at that, quite frankly, because um, it, it with all the underclassmen coming out each and every year, you're dealing with even less film on those guys, because if they're coming out a year early and a didn't play that year early, then you're going back to maybe just a, you know, one year exposure, clearly not enough. So look, it may mean for some, the elite ones clearly coming out, but the ones that could have had a really good year, maybe move themselves up. They're probably more inclined to come back to improve their draft stock because they could not improve it this year if they can't play. And this is again, assuming, uh, that the other conferences fall in line, which, um, you know, we kind of think at this point they will. That's an interesting point. Um, as far as we go to the NFL and looking at how they're going to deal with their current situations, I mean, everybody asks me every week, Chris, um, will there be an NFL season? And my answer is the same. Uh, yes, 100% there will be an NFL season. Just can't tell you when it's going to start. Um, we're supposedly a month away from the start of the football season. In four weeks from now, are we watching a Thursday night kickoff game? I would guess that it might be pushed back. I'm with you. Um, I, I think what's important is if they can't get it started on time, that if they if, and I have to push it back for a couple of weeks, and I think they're also going to look at this too, the window of, okay, look, we've got, you know, we got a little time. We need to take advantage of it. Um, we can't. We we are in a position to maybe do this a little bit better. I still wish they'd look at the bubble system. I'm sure you know. You've heard that the Major League Baseball is looking at the bubble system potentially for the playoffs. I just I just think that's really important. I think you can do that with the CBA. I, I maybe it's wishful thinking, but I don't know if it's going to start on time. I do think um, it's it's. I think they're in. They're, they're off to a pretty decent start, but like anybody else, I'm I'm holding my breath on on how things play. I, getting guys ready, you can push that back a week or two. I don't know that the whole COVID issue is going to be resolved by moving back a couple of weeks. I don't know that there's something that's just out there that's going to fix this. I I it just I don't. I think it's how you're going to deal with it this season. And then, you know, we're talking next year, hoping that there's some things that treatments that can that can curtail this. But no, I think that right now it's 
the words in camp people are talking about their team. They're talking about getting ready. They're talking about the hurdles of we haven't had the OTAs and all of that. Mm-hmm. It's not, I mean, it's still about what well, we don't know, but we're kind of at the point where we're past the initial deadline of whether you're going to play or not player. And there's some exceptions where you can still opt out, but we kind of know who's in, we kind of know who's not in. And then I think we go forward. I, I think things are in play and I think they're going okay, but I'm not quite sure yet how to gauge it. You know what I mean? I don't know that I say, boy, things are really going good or boy, things are not doing real good. I just, I'm kind of like, I don't know what to make of it. I'm kind of like holding my breath that a shoe doesn't drop that, you know, all, you know, what breaks loose. Well, we've had 70 players, what, opt out of the season, okay? Teams are obviously impacted by the players that they're not going to have this year. But I think they're even more impacted, as you just mentioned, the preparation time. How do you get ready for a football season without getting ready for a football season? And how many times have we talked about the amount of, of contact that has been limited over the past several years and how that has affected guys getting ready for a football season because it's one thing to be in shape as you know it's another thing to be in football shape you need that contact you have to get hit the preseason is so important to not just evaluate your team and yourself but to evaluate other players and other teams as well no otas limited training camp uh limited contact and practices no joint practices so you're not going and getting work up against another team it's like you're getting ready for a football season that's supposed to be being played just like any other football season, but you got one hand tied behind your back and a bunch of other limitations preventing you from getting ready for the year. Not only are we going to have sloppy football to start the season, we're going to have some injuries, Chris. It's going to be dangerous to start the season. It's going to be really dangerous. And, you know, the, the thing that frustrates me probably as much as anything in a normal year, and this is anything but a normal one, is – how the thought of, well, we're not going to hit in the offseason because we don't want to get injuries. And I, you don't realize that the less you hit, the less you work, the less you prepare your body, the greater your chances of injuries. And I equate it to this. If you're practicing to run a marathon, a half marathon, or whatever, do you just get up and say, look out, I'm going to run 15 miles today. No. If you're starting, you're you're gonna you're gonna write, you're gonna run maybe a mile or two, whatever, wherever, and then you kind of start. You do it. I mean, uh, you know, football's no different. Um, you just can't start hitting. You got to work your way into it. And I think you're gonna have probably more soft tissue injuries. I think because what happens is the ability to sustain the stress that the cutting and the turning and the football movements. If you're not as strong with the with the muscles around it, it puts more stress on the ligaments, more ligament tears, more soft tissue injuries, and you got major problems. So in addition to COVID issues, you've got the likelihood, the probability, not the possibility, but the probability of more injuries as a yeah. result. Yep. It's not a good combination. Now, again, I just people are probably sitting there saying, oh, cut. I find the next bridge to jump off of. No, no. I mean, it's just we're going to have to work through it. But, uh, you know, this is what coaches and uh, are going through right now, saying, look, we, we've got to get them ready. And if we, they, if the, the 
initiative is, hey, look, we've got to get more practice time with them. Let's push back the season a couple of weeks. I think, again, the, the one good thing about the NFL over college football is there is organization. There's 32. And while they don't do everything right, they do it in unison and they do it for the greater good. And that's why the NFL is 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 in a better position to pull something as dramatic as this off. I don't know if they will, but you'd like their chances. I always did over college football just for that reason alone. And, you know, there are many other reasons, too. Comment coming in from Lonnie who says, shut the entire season down. And you know what? <laughs> I bet you, Chris, he's not alone. There's a lot of fans that think that this season is just going to be bogus to begin with. So you might as well just scrap the whole thing. I don't I can't see that happening just because of the amount of money that's involved with the NFL um, and, and whether it's gambling, fantasy, TV network, all that stuff. I can't see them shutting it down, but there's no doubt this is not a regular football season. This is not going to be the same as what we've what we're used to seeing. No, I think the events and the events that are forthcoming are to some degree going to delegitimize the season if we have a college win at all with a couple conferences yeah. uh, and certainly the NFL. I, I don't I don't think it's going to be the same. I think the issue is, you know, could be there again. Somebody's got to explain this to me because this is non-football related. Tell me how it makes it safer because I think being – in an environment, same thing in the NFLs we talked about in the college side. Being in that environment is a little safer than just being on your own because, you know, I, I, it's just comical to me to think, oh, well, we can't play football. Well, those hmm. kids are going back home in a cave. They're not going to do anything. College, NFL, of course, they're going to go about doing their things in their lives. I don't. I don't know that, that that solves anything. Now, if you're looking at it strictly from the standpoint, this won't be the same or won't be as good. I don't know that 2022 20, is going to be, 2021 is going to be uh, any better. I really don't. I don't know. I mean, so I'm, I'm listen, I'm for trying it, seeing it. Um, I don't think there is the harm, at least at this point, from what I can tell. But if you're one of these fantasy guys, or if you like to bet on it, if you're, if you are jonesing for that this year, my friend, take your temperature because you are, you're just like taking money, Scott, throwing it in the wind and, you know, just hoping it lands. In, it's just, you don't know what type of team is going to be coming from week one of that. You really do not. Do you like the Cowboys idea of doing their own little bubble for their, uh, their training camp? Sure. I mean, I think that, you know, a lot should do that. Um, I, I, I'm, I think everybody should do that. I mean, I, you know, to me, you know, you're kind of sequestered anyway in training camp. I know it's a long season, but look, you've got to sit down and say, what are you willing to do? Players, players association, players, mm. are you willing to look? I think there are things you can do, you know, for example, you could coordinate this. You got families, you go back to your family. Th those are understandable. But you leave the bubble, you go back to your family. You got to be quarantined. You, come, you, gotta, you gotta come back in just like they do on the PGA. Because the PGA is different. The PGA is a traveling circus, right? Mm -hmm. So if you stay in the bubble, you go to the next city in the bubble, you're good. You get out of that bubble, you gotta come back and you gotta go through protocols to get back in the bubble. 
I think you could do that in pro football, and I think you could have done it in college football. I really do. Obviously, the powers that be couldn't figure that out, and therefore, you know, we're, we're going to have a mess. So I'm hoping that doesn't lead to a disaster in the NFL where we're shutting it down. I'm, I'm really concerned. We're seeing what's happening with baseball. You think baseball is regretting not being in a bubble now? I mean, you think that they're not – I mean, they're looking at it, and you turn around. Well, they canceled this series. <laughs> they canceled that series. They, You know, it's like it, – I mean, get 60 games – I mean, you're going to be, it's a, it's going to be what, a 35 game schedule? Yeah. I mean, some it's teams just, are going to play 60. Some teams are going to play 50. Some teams are going to play 45. It's a joke at this point. It they is. Should, and so, you, you know, or is that going to happen in the NFL? So, what, some teams you, 14, some teams play 16 yet? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Are we gonna, are we're going to have an announcement on Tuesday. We're going to be sitting here every Tuesday now. We'll be talking about what's going on and, 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 and kind of giving our perspective on, football historically whatever and we may be talking about nfl season and we're thinking about we're talking about these games uh chris how about this next week well it looks like the browns and the steelers are canceled yeah there that's game i mean i mean could that be just like we're canceling the the cardinals and the tigers i mean i you know Absolutely. i mean, it, I mean why, why would it be in it? it it certainly could happen i don't know that it will I don't know enough about what they're doing medically that's better or worse than Major uh-huh. League Baseball to prevent that. But, of course, those things are real. I mean, of course, those things are problems we can have. And then how are you You're going to figure out winning percentages? So a team that is, <laughs> you know, uh, a, a, a 10 and 10 4, and better than 4 10, right? <laughs> You know, I mean, you're going to be looking at it. You got a team that plays 14 games, a team that plays 12, a team that plays 15. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to look at, I mean, you you just, it's going to be interesting. You're going to have to look at winning percentage because you're not, may not have games. Can you have makeup games? Well, there's no time in the schedule to have makeup games. Sure as heck, if we push the season back, there's no time unless you, you know, put the Super Bowl back. We play, I mean, there, there are a lot of things that we don't know. And look, I, I don't want to be a downer here. I mean, I'm 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 frustrated because I don't I don't understand enough about well, I don't understand anything about the medical stuff other than what I'm hearing. I'm just a little bit frustrated that at least from what I understand, some common sense things were not taken into effect on college football and maybe in the NFL that could derail well, it looks like it's derailing one of the seasons and now potentially the NFL. And it bothers me because I think it's not, well, it's it's inevitable. You can't help it. Well, to some degree, that's true, Scott, but to some degree, it's not. To some degree, you could have done things. And I just, I, don't, I know we don't have the leadership in college football. I think in the NFL, we do have people that usually do a pretty good job, although people will disagree with me on that. They usually do a good job of organizing certain things. And I'm, I don't know, maybe some of what I'm thinking is unrealistic. So maybe I'm just out in left field on some of this stuff with the pandemic, but yeah, um, I think drastic times call for drastic measures. And I think we're, we're just playing loose with, yeah, we're going to play. And I mean, they got a plan. I don't know that it's a good plan. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you, again, how do you keep people, uh, if they're not in a bubble, how do you keep them healthy enough to play during the season? It concerns me. And it's not about 
the on the field. I'm not worried. I mean, you worried about guys getting it on the field? I don't. If if they're sterilized here, they're sterilized there. I'm not worried about there. I'm worried about get outside the bubble, come back in, then you start to have an issue. Uh, you know, but if each people keep their facilities clean, I mean, I think there's a chance to do it. But hey, I it ain't like I got any experience with with pandemics. I, I can tell you, I don't. No clue. It's unbelievable. Uh, a reminder: be sure to uh, follow the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Chris Landry football. Just click the little heart button. You want to follow us there. Uh, thanks to edgy loner, Jeff and Anthony for the new followers. Welcome new followers to the channel. Uh, we got lots of programs, football guided programs for you all across the Landry football Twitch channel against Chris Landry football uh, on Twitch. So be sure to follow there. We got plenty of uh, content for you. If you are a football fan and, and let's talk a little on the field football, Chris, let's be optimistic Great. here. Let's say Please. we're getting, we're getting to we're getting to a season, right? We're playing <laughs> we're playing NFL football, right? Yes. Another question that people have been asking me a lot in terms of like you know fantasy and and rookie of the year bets, you know, to, this is the time in August where you start putting in your future bets on uh, some props for the football season. Who do you think is going to be the MVP? Who do you think is going to be you know the offensive defensive player of the year? All things like that. Uh, the name Clyde Edwards Hilaire is getting a lot of love, rightfully so. We know how talented he is, right? Uh, First-round pick of the Kansas City Chiefs. We know what he did at LSU. And with Damian Williams opting out of the 2020 season, uh, CEH is going to be the number one running back for the defending Super Bowl champions. How could you not be high on what this kid can do in 2020, Chris? Well, I think, I, I, yeah, I think yeah. he's going to have a monster season. Well, I think he will. I think, I mean, if there's the only negative would be is that they've got a lot of weapons in the passing game. And so spreading the ball around, mm-hmm. but you just mentioned it, Damon Williams. And I think the dump offs, I think just the design pass games, plus the yards he can get and potential touchdowns in the red zone. It's a big factor too. So listen, I agree with you. I agree that he was going to have a good year, probably numbers wise and just overall productive film grade wise. Um, before any of this stuff and, you know, back in draft time and uh, with Damian Williams situation, I think it, it even more so. Now I will say this. Um, somebody's got to win the rookie of the year, right? I get it. Um, but I do think it's tougher for rookies. It, I, I think it's tougher for them to get acclimated in this current environment, but I do think, uh, you know, him being able to adjust as a running back is a little bit better than an offensive lineman and a linebacker certainly a quarterback. So I agree with you. I think he's absolutely one that I would be in tune to have my antenna up on Yep. from a fantasy standpoint uh, as a rookie. I, I agree with that. Now uh, I was on the radio in New York last week and some Giants fans were concerned about Nate Solder opting out. This is your starting left tackle here. Well, the Giants just selected a tackle fourth overall. And he was going to be slotted in to play right tackle with Nate Solder as your starting left tackle. And assuming now with no Nate Solder, Thomas is going to slide over and play left tackle. Any concerns with having the rookie there at left tackle? I mean, when you're drafted fourth overall, you should be able to be your starting left tackle, right? Um, I'm not sure about that. I mean, I, I think he's going to be a good left tackle in time. I, I don't know that I make that move. I think that, Hmm. I might start him at right. I may, from a veteran standpoint, I I need to I need to work that out through practice. 
Um, I think he can be a good left tackle on time. I don't know in this environment practice. I don't know that that's ideal, but it, they may have to. Uh, it may be their best option. But I think looking towards the future, um, I also look at it too is if you're looking at him there, I think you can cross crane him, which is good. I think that, you know, in an ideal situation, Nate would be there and then he would be on the right side. Andrew Thomas, it is. So I don't know. I think I, I don't think that's a sure thing. I think practice is going to determine. In fact, I know I've talked to them, their staff. I think they're going to see how things go in practice. And that's mm-hmm. going to dictate their comfortability of putting them on the right side versus the left. I, I, I think that's still in play. They got a couple of veteran guys that's got not as talented, but a little bit more experienced that they may feel more comfortable at left tackle. I think we're just going to have to see with what, you know, semblance of a training camp we do have. Yeah, of course. And like you said, what semblance of a training camp we will have uh, for the jets as I, you know, stay New York centric, cause this is the, what, you know, callers were calling me about last weekend, the defensive side of the football, you know, Adams is gone. You traded him away. CJ Mosley has opted out of the season. And I know Avery Williamson is coming back, but he had a pretty bad leg injury last year. So you don't know how he's going to be coming back from his rehab. Greg Williams might have to pull a rabbit out of his hat to get this defense to be as good, if not better than it was last year. Chris, it's going to be challenging uh, for this Jets team to to, to compete defensively. Well, there's no question about it. They're going to have to be hyper aggressive. They're going to have to ask a lot of their corners to be able to hold up. Uh, Can they bring enough pressure? to be able to disrupt, be disruptive enough. I agree with you. Um, it's, you know, I don't know that overall they look the same. They don't look the same, but I, I don't think they're as good. And so we're going to need to see that front, what that front can do. Cause that, de- that determines the amount of rush pressure you bring, how many times you have to bring five or six to mm-hmm. be able to generate pressure is going to, be directly correlated to how well you can cover and then, you know, how well you can get pressure. Cause you know, it's pressure picks and coverage sacks. I mean, it's kind of how that works. It works in unison. So the ability to get home with pressure is pivotal. And if you can't go get home with pressure quick enough, um, those cover guys, even if they do a good job, can't do it good enough, long enough to be successful. So with everything that's going on right now, with the college football season in peril with NFL training camps scheduled to get underway, but we don't know how they're going to be impacted with positive tests or whatnot. We go to LandryFootball.com right now. We got everything that we need to get prepared for a football season, regardless of whether it's going to happen or not. But what specific things are we diving into right now on LandryFootball.com to get us ready for a 2020 season or whatever college football is going to look like or to, Chris, evaluate the players that we would have seen this year in these Power 5 conferences like the Big Ten and the Pac-12 that will not be participating, but these players will be NFL prospects in a few months? Well, okay, on the college side, we've got a breakdown of all the teams pre-college preview now you may not see them play this year but you know and that's not good but what you will see is kind of a completed version of how the players on the team graded out to this point Mm. as draft prospects and how they graded coming in so 
normally I say, and I even put it on there, okay, here's how guys grade out going into this season, and yeah. we'll see how they grade this year. Well, if there is no this year on the field, then this, is what, grade, this is what it is, and this gives you a good feel. So that's really good, useful information. Recruiting does not stop. The draft process does not stop. So we're going to continue to evaluate. I'm got now we're going to go state by state, position by position, high school recruiting, these prospects. Certainly going to break down the NFL draft. All you, uh, oh, what are you breaking down? Film that we do have to this yep. point. We're going to have that for you, and we're going to monitor it, and it will be altered based upon anything that we do do in getting in some portion of a season or some all-star process. So we're going to be there. We're going to still be breaking it down because the draft, free, uh, the draft and recruiting is not going to stop on the end of. And we are providing a lot of information right now. A lot of it's been about what's going on, what are we hearing in terms of the start of the season and things. But we've got a ton of stuff on recruiting in our our college football notebook each and every day. So a lot of stuff going on. We're still going to have that on the pro side. Well, we got a lot of news and notes in our NFL notebook every day about what's going on. Um, What do the Patriots think about Sony Michelle's availability early? Why did they sign Lamar Miller? So on and so forth. You know, what do the the Cardinals think about Andy Isabella and him taking the next step with DeAndre Hopkins? Got a lot of details of what's going on in discussions with coaches and personnel people inside their uh, football facility. So we're getting ready for the season. We are right now. I am working on getting out all of the NFL previews, the roster breakdowns in the NFL. So we've got an NFL season we're going to get you prepared for. And uh, at least, again, if we have a shortened season or no season, you will at least get the evaluations of those teams and the players so that when we get into the free agent process, you know, we start to figure it out. I mean, it's pretty common sense. You got a roster. If we have a limited season, no season, whatever, we can kind of build on the needs like any other team would do. We mirror what's done in an NFL office. That's what I do with teams. So that's what we're going to do for you. So even in a bastardized season, if I may call it that, we're going to mirror what they do in the evaluation process. And we'll give you something that you can look forward to and look back at that's going to bridge it. But we do believe that there's going to be some football and we're going to be here to break it down for you. And we're going to have all the other news and notes. And by the way, take advantage of the scouting season offer because it goes back to the regular price in a week. So take advantage of it. Now you can try it out for a month. We got it all for you. So LandryFootball.com is where you want to be. And again, you mentioned it's got the Twitch channel, more and more shows coming on board. Great news. We've got a new morning show that's going to be coming up, probably starting on Monday. Uh, the Chuck Oliver show midday is going to be uh, 12 to, to 2 Eastern time joining on board along with our conference shows, recruiting shows, draft room, uh, shows, film room shows, fantasy shows. It's going to be football wall to wall. So we're really thrilled about it. Check it all out at uh, you can go to LandryFootball.com and hit follow Chris on Twitch. It'll take you to the channel. Check out the schedule. You can not only see this show, but all the other great programming that we have. Love it. And be sure to subscribe to the Landry Football Conference Call podcasts because you're going to get con- uh, a ton of podcasts from different conferences, NFL, college football, recruiting. Every show that we do here on Twitch is podcasted as well. Landry Football's Conference Call. Go to LandryFootball.com is the easiest way to find it. You can click the listen link. You can click the subscribe link. You'll find all of the podcasts there. You'll find a link to the Twitch channel. Be sure to follow the Twitch channel and you'll get notifications every 
time we go live right here on Twitch, so you do not miss a single show. Follow Chris. Scott, I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead, Scott. Finish that. I have something else I just thought of. Go right ahead. Well, I was just going to tell people where to follow you at Landry Football. Twitter oh. and I'm at Scott's on air because you want to make sure that you keep keep uh, keep track of everything that we're up to as well. And just to give you an idea of the show, so as you watch us here, the same uh, same time, same channel every week. Right before our show, you got a great, I mean, a great fantasy football show with the Candlestick Kids. Find out the story of that they're phenomenal. And right after us, for example is Are You Serious SEC Edition. So Blake Corfino and Doobie Lane will be uh, taking you through the SEC. So you want to take advantage of that right after Blake's show. Peter Blake's going to be on board breaking down uh, the NFL and talking Bucks, talking NFL for three hours. So great programming. Check it out. So just wanted to throw that out there that we're sandwiched in between some great programs. Just some, just uh, follow the channel and you will get a notification every time the Twitch channel goes live. For Chris Landry, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Stay tuned. Are you serious? SEC edition comes your way next right here on twitch.tv slash Chris Landry football. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.